Nada, 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 chat. The Nata Chat Podcast with KeithCardiffLive.com. It's Natter Chat, the freshest special. Hi, how's it going? Are you all right? Hi, welcome. I am here with Izzy, and it is the Natter Chat freshest special. How do you feel about that, Izzy? Old. Old? Old? <laughs> we're, not, we're not freshers anymore. <laughs> no, we're not freshers anymore. For anyone listening in America, we're technically seniors now. Oh, yes. The name senior makes me sound even old. I'm 35 with two children. You don't feel older than me, I guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) So, how are you? How are you? It's been a while since we chatted, I think. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, What's new? You know, the mild stress of going into third year, senior year, as we said. But, you know, that's looming little bit but you know enjoy the last few weeks I suppose and you know the news that we will be on campus more which is obviously very exciting yes that is very exciting we are returning to campus which I cannot wait for it's going to be amazing I kind of I've grown very attached to my homegrown garage studio though so I'm gonna have to keep that going but yeah 100% so coming up on this episode of Nata Chat we've got as I've mentioned, it is a special. So we have got things like student advice um, that is going to cover where we like to go, best venues, activities, bits and pieces that we kind of think you guys might benefit from if you are a fresher. Um, we are going over to our new member of our little family, Ponciano. He's amazing. You'll love him. He's getting in touch with some of the now second years because they technically didn't get a freshers last year because of that pesky COVID. So he's going to be chatting to some of them and revealing what it is they, they feel they missed out on. Um, we've got money-saving advice. and We've got a big list of stuff that's coming up because it is freshers week coming up soon and there's loads to do. Before all of that, though, we are going to go to what is, I think, going to be my new favourite segment that we do. It's called Natta Snack. We mentioned it briefly in the last episode, but we've evolved it and we're now cooking student recipes. And I hooked up with Jordan yesterday and we made some amazing pancakes that take about 10 minutes and they cost like £1.20 to make. It's amazing. So check that out in a minute. What do you think of that is? I just want pancakes now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, I don't where were the ingredients from, may I ask her? Um, any of your local supermarkets. So I, I personally, at the moment, I shop at Aldi. I think George shopped in co-op for his. You get student discount from co-op if you've got your student card. So that would be in our little money-saving advice bit. Uh, so any, that's the whole point of these recipes, is that you can get them from any supermarket. They're cost-effective and you can make batches of them. So you can just keep making them again and again and again for a low cost. There you go. Okay, so without further ado, I'm moving straight into food. I love food. Uh, this is Natter Snack. As I mentioned just uh, just a minute ago, I hooked up with Jordan online via Zoom yesterday, and he taught me how to make Scotch pancakes. Now, it's not what you think. Well, if you think like I thought, it's not 
pancakes dipped in scotch whiskey. Did you actually? <laughs> I did actually. Oh, no. <laughs> I had scotch pancakes and I was like, oh, I'm not sure I want that at 10 in the morning. But um, <laughs> no, scotch pancakes for anyone who doesn't know and is a bit of an idiot like me. They're kind of like American style pancakes, but simpler i think that's the best way to put it or they're just american style pancakes with a different name unless you know I mean? the americans stole it from scotland are they oh. scottish do we do, do we know do we, we, we are sort of looking into this no idea. maybe someone can find out for us and let us know that would be great <laughs> but uh they're amazing they're tiny they're thicker and you can add any kind of toppings and stuff in there for you so uh here we go let's go to yesterday's recording hello 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 i am in my kitchen for a change rather than my garage so if the audio is a bit echoey that's why and i am being joined by george today hello. in this segment hello george how are you i'm good i'm also in my kitchen my new kitchen because i've just moved in way nice I've got, got a bit of a treat for you today i know i know i know i'm looking forward to it so quickly this is uh kind of a new segment that i kind of introduced in the last one called natter snack and it's all about affordable food that you can make quickly and easily in your kitchen if you are like us a suffering student <laughs> so in these segments jord for example today is going to teach me how to make scotch pancakes and they're super easy know. to make jord is going to show me how. yeah so we're going to be making uh, scotch pancakes and one of the one of the main reasons why i like it so much is that they're so quick and easy to make lovely um right so I'm going to be teaching Rob how to do it. So if you get your milk, Rob. Milk, I've got my milk. And you want to put two tablespoons of milk into a mixing bowl. Okay, into a mixing bowl. One, two. One, two, lovely. And then if you crack two eggs into it. Two eggs. Oh, yolk all over my kitchen side already. Right, I've cracked my eggs. Right, so then uh, get a whisk or a fork and then just mix the, the milk and the eggs together until it's all like one... Or liquid really. That's me whisking. And then you're going to add to the mix three quarters of a cup of plain flour or all purpose flour, really. Just bang it in? Yeah, just uh, bang it in. You don't really have to sift it because you're going to whisk it again. Well, that's good. I didn't sift it at all. <laughs> just poured it in. Um, you know, it wasn't until I actually said you can whisk it, I realized uh, until you can sieve it, I was like, oh, that's another thing that I just don't have. <laughs> That's all right. This is the point of this segment, you know. It's just, you know, this is all kind of food that you can kind of just make in your kitchen. And yeah. if you haven't got a sieve, it doesn't matter. If you haven't got this, it doesn't matter. You can just use something else. Yeah, exactly. And, like, um, you can you can spruce up this dish, like, however many times you want. And I got a big thing of flour, for, and it was on, it was reduced, so it was only 80p. Nice. And you can get loads more uses from it. It doesn't have just have to be... I think, but you can do all sorts. I think that's kind of half the reason why we kind of came up with this segment and stuff, really, is because, you know, yeah. food shopping is, it, it can get really expensive. And I'm a mature student, I've got kids, so my food, weekly food bill is astronomical. But, um, you know, it's kind of, I think if people were to learn these little recipes, if you've got a bag of flour for 80p, then you've got loads of flour and you can make stuff like pancakes that's your breakfast done you um, know yeah, over and over and over again them, and you spent 80p rather than buying pre-made stuff that's going to cost you two three quid all the time and yeah it's, it's a good going um, in my first year that's why i used to do all the pre-made stuff and then second year i did properly like proper 
look what I was buying and I saved a fortune. I think when I went to uni the first time and when I went to drama school, I did exactly that as well. And it, it's kind of, I could always cook a little bit, but it, yeah. it was when I went to uni for the first time that I really was like, do you know what? No, I really need to learn to cook now because I can't afford to, I can't afford to spend a hundred pound a week on pre-made food and stuff like that. So I've whisked yeah. all my flour in. Am I supposed to have done that now? Uh, yeah, that was my next point. So um, yeah, you skipped ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Get yeah, excited. So you whisk that and then add half a cup of sugar. Mine's really thick. If it's a little bit too thick, can you add a little bit more milk? Oh, Rob, you, you should be teaching this segment yourself. I was just about to say, I was just... Oh. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. This is your recipe. I'll, uh, I'll shut up and I'll, I'll await your instructions. Yeah, this is a bit of a thick batter. Um, you want it, I guess, yeah, at the minute it's a cake batter and you need yeah. it just a little bit thinner. So what you can do, it's an easy fix, just add a little bit of milk, maybe like one teaspoon at a time until it's a, a, a good consistency. So I've just added that, I'll give it another mix. Oh, I've spilt some on the counter already. Yeah. Do you know what I always say? You haven't really enjoyed cooking unless you've made a little bit of mess, do you know? Like, not loads, don't destroy your kitchen or anything. But a little bit, like a little bit of milk spilt or a little bit of flour on your on your countertop. I think that just means you've got into it a bit. Right, so now you've got your, your sugar added and you should have all four ingredients in. I do, yes. Now, now it gets to the good bit. Yeah, so now the good bit is the flavours. You can Ooh. put anything you want. I've done it before with a golden syrup and that's really nice and sweet. Nice. Um, I've done it with... Um, frozen berries you can add whatever you want you've opted for i've gone for banana because i've got one of those in the house <laughs> well i've i've gone for chalky chips oh chips. nice um because yeah. when i was getting the ingredients i thought oh yeah yeah that'll do <laughs> so you just want to add well yeah, i guess you add it to taste really um however much you like one banana is probably good for you yeah i'm not going to go much more than one I'm but uh, i guess other flavour combinations you could use might be like if you're into health and fitness, if you've got like a flavoured protein powder, maybe substitute some of the flour for that. All right. So then once you've got everything mixed up, you should, uh, we've put our pans on the heat early. You don't want it too hot, but you don't want it too cold either. So we've gone for four. Nice. I've gone for mine for like a low to medium heat, just yeah. so that it's hot enough to cook something, but won't burn it immediately. Yeah, you definitely don't want to burn it. But I've got to admit, I don't, I don't hate burnt food. I think it depends on what you've burned. Burnt garlic is nasty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, you know, barbecue, essentially, a lot of that food ends up burnt on the outside and cooked in the middle. That's quite nice. It's burnt, it's burnt to hell when I do it. Okay, so, um, and then you're going to need some, like, sunflower oil. Don't use olive oil, because that, that won't taste very nice. I've opted for fry light. Me too. Um, Oh, you have? Oh, I have. Make sure you cover it all evenly. There you go. What a nice, nice sizzle going on. I don't know if you can hear that, but yeah. Yeah, I've got one too. Oh my God, we're, yeah, we're, we're cooking it on the same temp. <clears throat> oh, that's what I'm going to say. If you've got one of these glass stoves, just wipe it as you go along. Because my last roommate didn't do that and he was disgusting. <laughs> it is tricky, yeah. I've got my batter here in a bowl. Very good. It's thick, but not so thick. It, it runs freely. All right, and then you, I guess you could probably get three pancakes worth out of it from this mix. So if you kind of divide into three as you pour it out into the pan. You're not going to pour because you've got, you know, I've got a ladle and a bowl. 
I'm just going to ladle mine in because I'm afraid that I'm just going to pour it everywhere. Oh, yeah. Don't worry if it's not perfectly circled. We're students. We don't have time for that in this breakfast. Now, mine's run a little bit, so they've ended up quite big. That's completely fine. It's... Oh, no, they're merging into each other. Oh, you put them on the same Okay, pan. so I've got kind of blobby pancakes, but who wants perfectly shaped pancakes anyway? That's a, a natter snack area, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It is. This is the beauty of doing things on the fly, because, do you know... It's going to happen. Maybe I should have. Not, maybe I added a little bit too much milk. It, prob- it probably was, to be honest, because it was too thick before. But yeah. I would say this. Um, and, well, I, I've done it all the times I've made this before, and I don't know why I didn't say it then. Um, I would do one pancake at a time. I wouldn't put them all in the pan. I have learned my lesson. I expected <laughs> them to stop <laughs> spreading. I expected them to spread a little bit, but then stop. And they have done that, to be fair. I think as the heat's got to the bottom of them, it's kind of stopped them a bit, which is nice. I'm well, happy with them. They're not completely disastrous, so it's fine. I don't know if you can see, but I've got my um, my hob light on, and you can kind of see around the edges that it's going a bit matte and dull. Yeah. And that's how you know that it's cooking, because all that's that great. liquid is being, is being cooked off, really. So you just want to wait a little bit. We shall wait a little bit. I think, you know, and then I think the beauty of this is, it's because it's like, pan- you know, it's pancakes. You can have anything you want with them. Um, I really want to try um, crispy bacon and maple syrup. Classic, classic. Yeah. That's one of my favourite pancake recipes. All right, so I'm pretty confident that um, one side is cooked, so I'm going to flip it over. Just with my spatula, I'm not going to do proper pancake day flip. Well, it's cooked underneath, but I think I'm going to leave it a second before I turn mine over. Just whilst we're waiting for these to cook. This section is known as Natter Snack. Uh, it's part of the Natter Chat podcast, which you will, we will bring you back to after this segment. Um, and Natter Chat is brought to you by Keep Cardiff Live. So that's www.kcl.co.uk. Follow the website for all of our latest news, up-to-date info and what's on. Cool. Feel free to send in your pictures or questions for the podcast as well, because we'd love That would be amazing. Yeah, make this recipe, make these recipes. You're listening to it, make it, slap it on, slap it on social media, tag Keep Cardiff Live and caption it with the hashtag Nattersnack. Yes. And we will have a look. Oh, yes. I've just flipped mine over. Is it brown? It's nice and golden brown on the bottom. Oh, I'm getting that. Yeah, mine are definitely too big. (laughs) Um, But what I'll do is I'll cook one at a time after this and use less batter per scoop. Well, they smell amazing. Yeah, they do, don't they? (laughs) I think this is going to be one of my favourite segments. I think, you know, I've had a... Food's quite a big thing in my family. Yeah. Um, And I've worked in kitchens and things in my life before media production and podcasts and all of that. So um, having a food segment has been something that I've wanted to do for a while. If you've got any kind of suggestions or recipes that you think might work, send them in as well. That would be great. Um, Ooh, yes, we'd love to try And we'll that. give it a go. I'm up for cooking all kinds of weird and wild things. They must be affordable and it must be student-friendly. Rob, I've got some news. What's your news? Um, I've dished up. <gasps> you've dished up? Yeah, but I'm not I'm not really happy how it looks at the minute. Oh, no. Um, well, yeah, gonna, I think it's because I had it on a low heat and then... Uh, racked it up so I'm going to try quite a high heat from the start yeah I've got two let's do one more and yeah. then have a little see shall we and there are my yeah banana flavoured scotch pancakes you see they look like naan breads mine do look like naan breads <laughs> because, because I put two in and they spread out 
they're naan shaped and um, the heat of the pan has made them gone that nice brown colour. The listeners can't see, but it just looks like, <laughs> like a, a soul. A soul you know, once my last one's finished, I'll I'll take a photo of them and send them over to the editors and see if they can get that up on social media. I've got a nice banana-y, pancake-y sweet smell going on in my kitchen right now, and it's incredible. Yeah, mine's just chocolate, so the toppings also play a lot into the smell. Yeah. I'm going to flip mine now. Yeah. Oh, this this doesn't look like a Scotch pancake, but it looks so much better than the first one. (laughs) Right, I am going to dish up my second pancake. Oh, I've eaten some of my first one. Rob, that's really good. That's the quote. It's too good. You didn't even wait till the podcast was finished. No, I'm taking right. this one. Eating is part of the experience, I think, of this segment. I think you know, it's light, it's sweet, an ideal breakfast item, I think. That's and it's taken about 15 minutes, really. We'll say just to be on the safe side. Putting my last mix in, but I probably won't oh. finish this because I'm going to eat it as soon as it's done. And it's super easy. We'll post the recipe to this. As well, I think we'll do a post so that if people want to find out how we actually cooked ours and make it the exact same ones. I've managed to get pancake batter on my iPad. Not really sure how I did that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, we'll post the pictures and uh, everyone let us know what, what, what you think. Yeah, what do you want us to make? not the worst first attempt. It's definitely not. I think it's quite successful. You know, make them look pretty, but yeah, oh, yeah. but... And taste amazing. So, thank you very much, George, coming on this morning. Well, thank you on the weekend with me. Well, no worries. And uh, I'm going to now ravage three pancakes. Yes, he is. All right. Well, that's it from us, and we're going to go back to our podcast and the others, and myself. And um, let us know what you think. Again, thank you very much. So, what did you think, Scotch pancakes? Hungry, no, stop it. Yeah, hungry, lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're super easy to make. Um, I made them. I know mine in that, um, you couldn't quite see it, but there will be a picture on social media. Mine ended up looking like naan bread <laughs> because I tried, to, I made my batter a little bit too thin to begin with. So um, they spread out a little bit and I put two in one. So they made like a football shape and they went, where's they go? They look like naan bread. So they did not taste like naan bread. So I guarantee you, it tasted amazing. So I have a question. Yes. Sweet or savoury pancakes? It depends on the time of day. If it's in the morning, sweet. If it's in the afternoon, savoury. But what if you're actually celebrating pancake day? Because we sometimes have a normal dinner and then we have, or tea, wherever you are in the world, and then we have sweet. Here's what we do on pancake day in my house. We do pancakes for breakfast. So traditional pancakes for breakfast. And then you have your normal lunch. Then for dinner, uh, we make a spinach and ricotta cannelloni. But instead of pasta, we use pancake. So we wrap wrap spinach and ricotta in really thin crepe pancakes and then bake them in a tomato sauce. It's it's amazing. Isn't that the enchilada? Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of a merge. It's really good. And then we have pancakes for dessert. We go all out for pancakes. pancakes I'm I'm coming to yours next pancake day. Sounds good. (laughs) It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. So I think that's all we've got time for for that snack this week, which is sad for me. But if you do have any student recipes that you follow or that you think we should try or you would like to hear us eat, whether they're crazy, adventurous or anything like that, just remember they do need to be student friendly. So low budget, easily accessible. We don't want to be pickling or poaching any quail's eggs or anything like that. It's got to be simple, easy food for students. 
that is the criteria. Please let us know and we will check them out. It's great. Thank you very much. So moving on, Izzy, this is your remit now. We are moving into societies. So as a fresher, you turn up to university, you've maybe moved cities, you've moved hundreds and hundreds of miles across the country and you go, I know, I'll check out what clubs and societies there are. Suddenly you realise there are hundreds of them. Where do you start is, where do you start? Good question. Well, you, depending on the climate, because obviously there has been COVID, but generally there would be a freshers fair. And from what we know of, there is, that is going ahead, touching yep. fingers across everything. Um, and, you know, walk around, collect freebies, because freebies are freebies. Why would you turn those down? You know, talk to people. I mean, there's obviously word of mouth. There is the internet, social media. The truth. Yeah, it's kind of endless. I mean, obviously, with Cardiff being a university city, I don't know the way around it, but I do know that as UFW students, we can join other university students as well, uh, to societies as well. Oh, cool. That I did not know. I kind of always thought that you had to join a society that belonged to your university. You know? I, I don't know what the rules are, but I think it's either a little bit of more of a membership or something, but I know people that have joined other ones. Cool. So, cool, cool. Oh, amazing. Now, we've done it again. We're getting adventurous now. Oh, no. Uh, just going off on our little adventures. They're still online. Um, maybe, hopefully, we'll get to start speaking to people in person. Uh, <laughs> but um, we went off and we had a phone call with... Who did we have a phone call with? So... I'm going to get a name wrong because I don't know him as well. But we have Ollie, who is the president of the Theatre and Drama Society. Lovely. Uh, and his two committee members. who We can be touch. Uh, and then we also have Sean, who is from the South Wales Sirens, which is our burlesque society. Ooh. I know. Oh, Very fancy. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So... Um, we, we hooked up with them and asked them about their societies and why do they think people should be joining societies and what is the benefit of them. Check it out. Welcome back. It is me and Izzy again, but this time we are not alone. We have been joined by some of the lovely people from the Drama Society and the Burlesque Society. Without further ado, I will pass her over to Izzy and uh, she will introduce us to the gang. Hi Izzy. Hello, um, not like I haven't seen you a few minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so I think, as cheesy it sounds, icebreaker. I think everyone apart from Rob and I should go around and introduce themselves, what society and their role within said society. I'm Ollie and I am the chair of the Theatre and Drama Society at USW. Hi, I'm <laughs> Emily. I am the social sec at the Drum Society in USW. Hi, and I'm Tisha. I am the secretary of the Drum Society at USW. Hi, I'm Sean, and I'm the dance captain of the Burlesque Society at USW. I'm going to test Ollie's knowledge here first, and it's quite an important question, and I believe your fiancé will be listening. So, what is the history of Drama Society? Oh, the history of the Drama Society. Um, okay, so... 
It was actually started by my fiance, Katie, uh, Katie Davis. Uh, four years ago, she started the Drama Society with a few of the other first years when she was in first year. And I think from then, it's kind of just flourished. Last year was a bit of a, a hard year, I'd say. I think it was for every society during COVID. But last year was, a, was still a pretty good year. We did a few uh, little things online, uh, still at some socials. But I'd say over the last four years, we've had a few big shows we've done as you well know is the uh, Barry Godmother that was the uh, one that I think a lot of people enjoyed we've also done Start Swimming we did one last year which was the our online one called uh, Stage Notes I think it was called um, which was our online show and Sean what about burlesque what can you tell me about the history so it was started by our president lauren kitson uh two years ago now she had always done burlesque she'd uh, done it like as a solo performer and she'd joined like a couple um troops like outside of uni but she didn't find anything there was nothing like it in cardiff so she got permission and set up the society completely by herself, by scratch. I was one of the first people to sign up to it with her. Yes, that was two years ago. Obviously, like Ollie said, COVID year was difficult for us because, I mean, we did an online show as well, but obviously because burlesque is dance predominantly, it's hard to do that online. So that did suck a bit. But um, our first ever show that we did, which was in a Prism nightclub, um in December that was like amazing and that set us off on a really good start and then we did a second show it was an anti-Valentine's show uh in the February at Tiny Revel which you were there for Izzy yep (laughs) um yeah and that was like complete sellout um and it was yeah it was amazing it was really good um then obviously Covid hit which you know is a bit of a bit of a bummer but yeah we're um back up and running this year so hoping to look uh, at recruiting new people we are hoping to do our next show in december of this year ollie and rest of the ladies what plans have you on the works all things um, hopefully going ahead so we've had a few ideas of what we would like to do obviously we're going to put it forward to the drama society before we actually get a concrete plan see what they would like to do as well but we've possibly talked about either having done another original possibly and we've also talked about uh, possibly a licensed show if we can you know afford it obviously but that's something we've got in the works at the moment we're kind of mainly concentrating on freshers and getting everything out there at the moment but we have had those little conversations haven't we yeah the other week it's all very um, as Ollie said in the works it's all very sort of um ums and ahs and that kind of thing but it will be happening soon keep looking on our socials with both societies do people have to be already skilled in those backgrounds obviously mainly based at cardiff campus it's the creative one but do they need to be you know do they have to have an acting or dancing as sean said background already i don't think so i think they just need a passion for it like if they have a passion for it they can join then yeah literally just want we just want anyone and everyone to join if they've got a passion for it if they want to try something new i know we have a few members i think someone last year was on the policing course in forest and like the marine biology or something like that um yeah it doesn't you don't have to have any skills in you know musical theater acting anything just want people to join and enjoy it what about dance then sean i've got two left feet (laughs) (laughs) uh no that's it's kind of the basis of why lauren set it up it's like one of her 
kind of fundamentals was that you I think when when people hear like oh a dance club they're like oh I can't dance let's not join but honestly like you really don't we accept any ages like any gender the, another thing we accept any gender it's not just I know there's a bit of a stereotype that our dance club is for girls it's not we have two guys at the moment in the society um both of them do choreography as well it you literally anyone can join and you don't like I would say like you don't actually have to dance as well like if you don't know much about burlesque definitely look into it but a lot of it is linked to cabaret like we've had one of the girls that did in the show the last show that we did she literally just sung a pink song because you don't actually even have to dance like it's it's cabaret it's literally fun like there's no needing to have dance skills so no literally if you're just interested in that then please join that's amazing i think with obviously with both of your societies they're both outward facing let's put that that way they naturally attract people who are um kind of used to being on stage or performers or anything like that but i think what a lot of people don't realize is that it takes other people as well to make all of that happen so i think if you're interested in planning or you know producing even or things that that all of the background work that make it happen like stage management or and things like that i think it's important to let people know that even societies for performers need people in the background who can who aren't necessarily interested in performing but interested in making stuff like that happen has it sold you to go back on stage then, Rob? Or are you going to be far hey, behind? Uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I let everybody know. My first degree was in acting. So uh, I, was a, I was a gigging and jobbing actor for about 15 years before I decided to come back. And uh, I do media production now with Izzy. Um, and I'm learning to be a filmmaker and director and editor and stuff now. So, but um I have to say, I recently, recently, I think the old flames have sort of been rekindled a little bit now. So um, I think being forced to do my own roles because <laughs> you can't find actors in a, in a creative industries university has um, made me go again. But um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's a job for the new ones. Are you all going to be at Freshers Week? Have you got a presence there? Have you got stands let, if people are listening to this and they want to find you, where they where can they find you during freshers? Yeah, so yeah. we're going to Cardiff on the twenty second. Yes. Um, no, the twenty first, and then Triforis on the twenty second, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I shall double check. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from what I believe, yes. yeah, it's twenty yes. first in Cardiff, twenty second in Triforis. Um, we'll be pretty big in in Cardiff. We'll be a pretty big, not a big stand, but. Mm. Anyone who doesn't get to see us can always message us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, so Instagram, easy, Twitter. Easy what about uh, you, Sean? What's your presence this freshers? Uh, yep. So we're doing all three. So we're doing the Newport on the Monday. We're doing Cardiff on the Tuesday. And um, we're even going to Forest on the Friday. It will probably be me and two other girls. Yeah. So And we're, we've also got like socials as well. So any questions in the run up? Um, we're on Facebook. Amazing. Sounds like you're all over it. All of you. All over it. Everywhere. Amazing. And there you go. Look. Look at that. So, societies. Hopefully, you've gained everything you need to know about joining society from that. If you don't, Izzy, where can they go to find out more information? 
So from those societies specifically, we got obviously the South Wales Sirens USW Burlesque Society, which is a page on Facebook. I'm sure they have other socials that will be linked. And then we have USW Drama Sock on Twitter, and they also have a Instagram. But if I'm not mistaken, all societies will be on the SU website as well, where you can find out other information as well as events happening throughout Freshers. Uh, amazing and we will put the link to that society's website in the description below this only on keepcardifflive.co.uk amazing so you've moved you're in you're in your new house you've learned how to cook pancakes you've joined a society what do you do next you want to go out and about and explore the city so coming up next we've got some a lovely section that i think we've put together through this special special and it's a whole segment on student life and our own advice and tips that we think you need to know as a fresher in cardiff it's been a long time since i moved out of house <laughs> out of my house and moved to a new city but i remember it being terrifying and a little bit daunting maybe not terrifying I was kind of eager to move out of my house. But it is a daunting task, isn't it? It's like living on your own with a bunch of people for the first time ever. You're a bit like, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. And I think I personally could have really done with some people giving me some advice because I made some doozies and mistakes and stuff like that in my first year. So um, here we go. So I think what might be a nice way to start this off is to talk about places to go and kind of activities and things and bits and pieces that we've done in the the grand city of Cardiff because that's where we live and pass them on to the next generation impart some uh, gems let's say Izzy do you want to go first yes how you're describing it all sounds like a time capsule which I think we should do at some point anyway that being yes. <laughs> I've got two if we've got time so have you heard Rob because you've been in Cardiff longer than me kiwis kiwis yes (laughs) do you know it rings a bell but i don't think i've been there it's the end of chippy alley or chippy lane depending on the person and it's a bar i believe they do two for one cocktails and they have karaoke well what more could you possibly (laughs) two for one cocktails karaoke and then at the end of chippy lane now chippy lane right this was going to be one of my places to go and it's an after the night out type of thing it's a street it's called Caroline Street, actually, but we call it Chippy Lane. And it's full of exactly that. Chip shops, kebab shops, fish and chip shops, dirty burgers. It's just standard, stereotypical end of night out food that you really kind of need all that alcohol in your stomach to kill whatever's going in your body. But it is delicious. And it is a time on the tradition. So I think, you know, Chippy Lane, check it out. Kiwis, then Chippy Lane. Two for one cocktails. Amazing. And then, uh, should I say my second one? Yeah. Which we could tie into this whole theme of you've been out for a night out. You you know, your food might have helped with the hangover. We don't know. I'm saying Butte Park. Butte Park? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's free. It's good for you. And it's really pretty throughout the year, which with autumn coming up. It's very nice. It very Instagram. Actually, Butte Park is one of my favourite places to go, really. If you're going to go look for outside space, it's awesome. It's massive. Butte Park, as you said, is free as well. And it's just a wicked place to go and hang out, really. It's good. Those are two amazing ideas. I think I like those. So you can go out at Kiwis, get really drunk for very little money for two-for-one cocktails, eat loads of nasty food on Chippy Lane, and then when you wake up the next day, you don't feel like doing anything, go for a nice walk in Butte Park. 
Look at that. That's your weekend sorted. That's Saturday and Sunday. Done. Lovely. What I might like to do, though, is after Butte Park, is go to a pub called the Pen and Wig, which is in the centre of Cardiff, and they do a pretty decent roast. And they've got one of the biggest and nicest beer gardens in Cardiff. So when the weather is nice and you don't want to sit cooped up inside, you can have a bite to eat and a decent beer on a Sunday afternoon for a very reasonable price. I think it's £12, which is for a roast is not bad, but you normally think a normal roast is about 15 quid. I think that's not too bad. Well, just fact-checking myself about Kiwis, it's apparently two of their cocktails for £11. So there you go. I was, you know, kind of... That's not too bad. What do you think? Cocktails are expensive. So There's normally around £7 a cocktail. Yeah, amazing. So, but what if you didn't want to drink and you didn't want to go to the park? What else can you do in Cardiff? One thing I found out was that the museum is free. That's quite nice. And it's slap bang in the centre of town. So if you're walking from any of the student accommodations, you have to walk there. Don't bother getting the bus because it's a nice route in through Cardiff town and you get to see what's about there as well. That's one of the first things that I did when I moved here was that I found, like, I think I found the museum, I found the central library and I found a way down to the bay, which is my next point, actually. Cardiff Bay is amazing. You've got to check it out. It's also where we've got the Wales Millennium Centre, which is down there, which, which is, is amazing. opening up, There's always something going on. Now that it's reopening, I can't Ooh. wait to get down there. Um, you've got the Everyman Theatre. You've got Roldol Plus. There's loads of events that go on down there. Uh, they hold the Icefford down there every year. Uh, it's really good. Check all of those out. Okay, those are just a couple of little places that we like to go. Obviously, Cardiff is an amazing city with plenty on offer. There's loads of venues, loads of places to go. Check it out. Ask any of the students around campus. Someone will know where the best things are that are happening. Alternatively, Google. Google's amazing. Or ask us a question on here. Contact us. Reach us out. We'll be happy to ping you a little this is what's going on. Alternatively, any of your SU bars, they're all opening up again. I think, fingers crossed, it's going to be true that the SU bars are opening up again. They have always got lots going on and they're a great place to start. And they tend to be a little bit cheaper as well, which is nice. So, yes, Freshers is all about the incoming year of students and what you can experience. But I don't know if you've noticed, in the last couple of years, there's been a plague <laughs> called coronavirus. And unfortunately, meant that last year's first years didn't really get a freshers week or any of this interaction or this big welcome to Cardiff City. They kind of moved in and had to spend their entire first year in student accommodations, which sucked. So I get to, this is very exciting, I get to introduce a new member of our team. His name is Ponciano and he is a journalism student. He is going to spend a minute talking about what it was like to be a fresher in lockdown last year. Hi, this is Ponciano and I'm new to the KCL team. Now, last year I was a first year student at the University of South Wales. Unfortunately, due to COVID and the lockdown rules, I didn't get to experience Freshers Week, okay? So all the events that a normal first year would get to enjoy and experience, we didn't get to have. We did everything online, which isn't the same as actually being there physically in person. So this year, as a year two student, I'm going to be experiencing Freshers Week and all the welcoming events from a first year's perspective, which is going to be quite interesting. So, you know, we're going to have two loads of 
intake in our university who do not know how to get around the building, um, who do not know where the library is and where this and that is, which is going to be quite interesting. So I'm really looking forward to this year's Freshers Week and this year's welcoming events, just because, like I said, last year, I didn't get to experience any of those things. And it's going to be quite exciting meeting everyone for the first time, actually getting to meet a lot of the people that were on my course that I didn't even get to see because all our classes were online and actually meeting all the tutors and all the new people. There you have it. Do you know what I think? I think it means that there's now freshers this year is just going to be bigger and better than it could be because it's got double the amount of people involved and interested in it. So it's going to be huge. That's what I think it is. I mean, I remember reading some headline. I think it was like around the time of like the new year. And obviously we thought, great, the world's going to reopen. COVID's behind us. Obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah. But I do remember seeing headlines around that time saying like this year, well, I'm going to call it like generally not just freshers, but like people were going to treat it like the roaring 20s. It was going to be parties and people were going to enjoy themselves and booze and all that. This. I personally cannot wait for our first social. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long I think there's some people in our unit that I haven't seen in like a year and a half just not seen them mm-hmm. which is crazy really I think it's going to be incredible so thank you Ponciano for that that was amazing and I really look forward to seeing what you do with this in the future I think it's going to be wicked but moving on now I think you've gone out you've spent all your money you wake up the next day and you look in your wallet and you just go oh no my student loan doesn't come in for another three months what do I do? You have to save some money. So coming up next, we're going to be sharing some of our money saving advice for you. This next bit is what we've gathered or come up with some money saving tips and side earning ideas for you to kind of help you get you through and get you used to budgeting uh, that oh so precious student loan that we all get. So Izzy, money saving, pretty important, right? Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think it's quite a good like I think university is a good stepping stone to learn about money if that makes sense rather than being thrown right into the adult world which some people do good on them and like apprenticeships etc but I think with the loan it shows you okay you have obviously like when most accommodation bills are included luckily yeah. but it still gives you that experience and thing okay I have to survive in this for a couple of months now <laughs> yeah I think so yeah 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 you get that lump sum and you go okay well I'm not getting any more money until January. So you like you either your choices are you either get a part-time job, which you know work for some people. I personally I think maybe with this, with the kind of degree that we have, I think it can kind of interfere a little bit in our studies because we have to be quite flexible. So if you're if you're doing a degree that's really hands-on, a part-time job might not work. So that might be out of the question. So then you look for like a little side hustle, something that you can make money really easily that you can just dip in and out of a bit, a bit of laboring work, a bit of hands-on stuff, bits and pieces like that, really. Or alternatively, you could just budget your money and live very, very cheaply. And it is still possible in this day and age. There are certain things that you can go to. Um, and I think we're going to try and share some of our money-saving tips with you now. Izzy, what do you do to save money? So one of them that I don't do, <laughs> which right. is a great start, but I do plan to. So, you know, most student accommodation, you'd hope, would have washing machines and tumble dryers. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Unless they're broken, which can sometimes be the case also. But <laughs> rather than using pods, which I feel like I got for a lot quicker, use fabric conditioner and the massive bottles if the washing machines can take them because that means you get more out of your wash because 
you don't need as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's a good one. Buying in bulk, I think. Or cooking in bulk. That was my other one. Cooking in bulk. Oh, cooking in bulk as well. Oh, we'll get onto that one. But I think when you can buy in bulk, and like you said, you're getting a big, massive bottles of fabric softener that you can get. Okay, you don't have to use a prescribed dosage, which you know can be convenient and time-saving if you don't want to measure stuff out and stuff like that. But if you use like half a cap, your clothes still smell great. Do you know what I mean? Um, you don't get, you know, you extend the life of it. And if buying in bulk, you tend to save more money per per litre as well. The, the more you buy, the cheaper it kind of gets. So there you go. That's really good. You can get, you do that with bags of potatoes, rice, uh, washing powder, uh, cereals. A lot of places, actually, if you can try and get into a bulk buy place as well, that's great. If you know someone with a Costco card as well. That's amazing. I mean, you could use those um, non-waste shops. What they're called? There's one by you. Refill shops. Yes, those ones. Those yeah. would be quite. And the for the planet as well. It's very good for the planet as well. Yeah, I find with the refill shops. Don't shoot me now. Okay. okay. They might not necessarily be the most student budget friendly places, because they tend to be because a lot of them are independently run and stuff like that. They tend to be not as cheap as they could be. Because with things like supermarkets and stuff like that, they have the capability of buying lots of the same product at a cheaper part price so they can then afford to charge less for them because they've paid less for them. Whereas independent places, they buy less of it, they have to pay slightly more premium, therefore they have to charge slightly higher things. So if you're looking at it from a, from a strictly student money-saving point of view, the cheapest option will be the person who can supply the most of it because they'll be able to charge less for it. Although, you know, 20p, buy it from a supermarket or save the planet. <laughs> I, I personally, I go for the refill stuff, but that's my choice because I, I, I choose to pay a little bit extra to be a little bit more environmentally friendly. That's my opinion. In no way am I preaching. <laughs> there we go. Another money-saving tip that I've got that I tend to use is I've got an app on my phone because I've got a lifetime ISA because I'm trying to save to buy a house. But the app on my phone is linked to my card. Now, everyone goes out and they use they pay with their card a lot, don't they? Just contactless, blip, blip, blip. They say you spend £2.90. The app on my phone rounds that up to £3, takes that 10p and puts it in my savings account. So that, you know, 10p, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think how many times you use your contactless card a day, all those little bits. No, it doesn't round it up to like a fiver or anything like that. It just rounds it up to the nearest pound and that little bit goes in. And it, so it certainly, it quickly amounts. I think last week I did that. I didn't spend anything except on my contactless, little bits and pieces. Um, and I ended up saving 30 quid that way. In one week? In one week. It was a busy week. Okay, there was lots of food shopping. It was crazy. But and petrol and things and stuff like on cards as well. So, yeah, it's really good. It's really what, good. What, what's it's the app really called, Rob? <laughs> it's called Moneybox. Is it it's available on all phones as well? Moneybox is used for a lifetime ISA account. Now, if it's not up to a lifetime ISA, there are other money-saving apps that will do the same thing. If you go to your Google Play account or your app store and type in money-saving apps, you'll find loads of them. And it's just you have to be comfortable with linking your card to a third-party app. So do your research first and make sure it's safe. Don't get caught out by fraudsters, especially as you're a student. Watch out for them as well, because people like to try and con innocent people who've just moved out of home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just a couple of money-saving tips. Izzy, hit me with some more. Come on. Well, we briefly discussed it, but bulk cooking. Yes. Yes. Yeah, if you've got the freezer space, might as well. 
speaks for itself, really. You both yep. buy, you both cook. Therefore, you're not, you know, eating out as much. Eating out, we know, is nice, but it's more expensive and stuff like that. So take a few hours on a Sunday. I try and do mine on a Sunday and just cook for a few hours. Big chilies, pastas, bolognese, chicken and veggies, all that sort of stuff. Izzy, what do you cook? Some of the similar, to be fair. I mean, I did a, it was a chickpea and spinach curry sort of thing a couple of weeks ago. I'm still, you know you know figuring it out but i found it online and my friend who is from a like, you know indian background he was like it smells like home and i was like oh that is a compliment <laughs> <laughs> i will take that <laughs> but mm. i think like one thing i would say with it is make sure if it's going in the freezer it's the right tupperware <laughs> sounds weird but i got some from uh was a wilco where most of my shopping came from at that point and you know opening the lid and because it'd been frozen, it would crack. So make sure it's sturdy enough that it can survive the freezer yeah. rather than chucking out Tupperware time. The feet's the point. I got one more as well. Go for it. Go <laughs> for it. Time. Obviously, as Rob said, like money is, well, as this whole subject, but I am with Santander as my student bank account, which has many, many perks, which obviously you can research. You might already be with one. You might join one later on. But if you join with Santander, you get a free rail card for four years. There you third, go. Off, third, third off rail as well. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm an old fart, so I don't qualify for the student rail card, So, which is a bit of a shame. But there you go. That's. I don't need it. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. I just drive, which is very expensive and not money saving at all. So, <laughs> but amazing. So if you've got any other money saving tips, because obviously we've got, a limited amount of time on these shows to try and get through. And there are hundreds of ways to save money. And a couple of places you can find more money-saving tips are the Money Saving Expert website. Uh, and there is a website called Save the Student. And it's got lots and lots of advice on side-earning gigs, things like making money online for doing surveys or bits and pieces like that how to save how best to save your money it was started by students a few years ago and they're still run by students so it's current and it's got all the latest information on there it's great check it out but if you personally have any money saving tips that you would like to share with us share it with us on our socials you can catch us on instagram and facebook and we will plug the socials at the end of this podcast fantastic thank you very much that was a lot of information to get through in one podcast but we still have one more thing to talk to you about and that is what is coming up next and it is exactly where this episode has got its name from freshers it is fresh week coming up soon freshers week runs from monday the 20th of september for a week imagine that what i would like to talk to you about freshers week is welcome fest and that is the usw university of south wales personal welcome festival for those of you who don't know usw is split across three main campuses there are sister campuses and bits and pieces and stuff but there are three big ones we've got a campus in newport we've got a campus in cardiff where we go the best one is the best one. <laughs> uh, and we've got our massive campus, Intraforest. So Welcome Fest is a big festival that's going to be full of stalls for your favourite societies, vendors, brands, food, drink, bands, 
everything like that. And it is at different campus on different dates. So listen up. Okay, so on Monday, the 20th of September, Welcome Fest will be at the Newport campus. On Tuesday, the 21st of September, it will be at the Cardiff campus. And then running from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that week, so that's Wednesday the 22nd, Thursday the 23rd, and Friday the 24th of September, it will be at Forest. So Forest, I've got the most dates, but if you are in Cardiff, it is on Tuesday the 21st. Go to the website southwales.ac.uk forward slash getting started forward slash welcome week uh, to book your tickets. Book early to avoid disappointment. It will be busy. Did you hear the rumour? What rumour? That we might be having a stall at said Welcome Fest. I did. I did. I'm very excited. We are going to be there. Probably at the Cardiff one, because we all return to our studies that week as well. So watch this space for a little bit more details. We will be on social media. It will be all over it on social media. If you do see us there, come and say hello. We are always on the lookout for people to get involved with this podcast. We want to be ever-growing, ever-changing, and ever-improving. And we can't do that without fresh talent so that is you new guys come and chat to us and see what we can do if you've got an interest in journalism media production podcasting in general content creation if you're creative and you've got a voice and you want to get out there come and find us at the keep cardiff live table at welcome fest on tuesday the 21st of september i mentioned our our parent company there which we love Keep Cardiff Live. I'd feel as if I can't complete an episode without talking about Keep Cardiff Live for a little bit. Keep Cardiff Live is a website and company that is run online and it is all about live events. events. Live liveness in yes. Cardiff. Starting <laughs> off with music, but it's now anything to do with creativity and live events within the Cardiff stratosphere. And they have given us a home to uh, talk at you. for this this predetermined period of time and we love it check it out this is where we live you will also find us on any of your favorite podcasting streams but keepcardifflive.co.uk is where we are based please check it out there's lots of things like reviews historical facts featured pieces some of us have actually written some features and they are on the website as well and if you want to maybe get involved with keep cardiff live but not necessarily not a chat as well you could do that as well check it out i think you'll like it a little bit there we go so that is all we have time for today i think i say that's all we have time for (laughs) i have talked for a considerable amount of time (laughs) and gone through a lot of information but that is the beauty of a podcast. You can listen to it again and again and again until you're sick of this voice. So what do you think is, do you think we've imparted enough wisdom? I mean, we honestly could call it so wisdom. Much longer. That wraps up this episode of Nat Chat. I hope you like it. Give us a listen. If you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can find them all at www.kcl.co.uk. And please do follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And we will catch you later. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> the Natter Chat Podcast with KeepCardiffLive.com. <laughs>